Welcome to Thousand Generations Podcast, hosted by Dan and Chad Bohai, a father and son duo committed to pursuing God's dream and desire of faithfulness to Jesus and living to see the gospel of his kingdom pass from one generation to the next, to a thousand generations. Thank you for joining us on our journey as we hope to encourage you on yours. We're here doing another season of Thousand Generations. It's uh, super exciting. We're doing this in person. You're actually visiting me here on my home turf in the central coast of California. So um, we're going to pick up right where we left off, um, hindrances to healing. We left off here on season two with having to rely on physical senses to believe that God's word is true for healing today and or the spirit of unbelief where we just bad theology. We don't believe that God's still doing that today. So let's just kick off season two with finishing this little mini series on hindrances, common hindrances to healing. So what do we got for number six? Number six. Yeah, number six. So it's good to be with you, Chad, in person. I love this. Hmm. The studio is really nice. I like it a lot. So anyway, number six is, I think, uh, as big a hindrance as any of the hindrances, it is the delay or the waiting between when you pray, you declare, you believe, and how long it takes till it manifests in your body or mm. your emotions. A lot of times the waiting or the delay is what talks people out of losing their faith mm. because they don't know how long that season is. And so there's several verses. Number one, uh, Genesis 8.22 mm. talks about... Uh, as long as the earth remains, you know, sun and moon, winter and summer, seed time and harvest. Mm-hmm. And so we know as long as we're on the planet breathing air, eating food, that seed will produce a harvest. We don't know how long the time is. Mm. We know how long it takes for a baby to be born, usually around 40 weeks if it's normal. Yeah. But we don't know how long it takes for a miracle or a healing to be born. Mm. And so therefore we get into the dilemma of, okay, we believe that God's word can't lie, and it is seed. Mm. And we believe since it can't lie, it will produce the harvest in which it's sent for. But there's nowhere in the scriptures that it tells us how long the time is. Mm. So therein lies the, the discouragement, the frustration of a lot of people that have been contending for something for a year, five years, 10 years, 20 years, and they don't know how long they're supposed to contend before they think, well, maybe God doesn't want to heal anymore. Man. But it never says he doesn't want to heal. It just says there will be a harvest, maybe Galatians 6, 9, if we don't grow weary in well-doing, if we don't mm. give up, if we don't lose hope, we will reap if we don't quit believing. Yes. And so one of the verses that I like to use maybe to combat the, uh, the waiting or the delay issue is the Mark 11, 23 and 24. Hmm. I'll just read it where Jesus was telling the disciples, you know, This is after he cursed that tree and it died overnight. And he's trying to explain to them how their prayers can have the same power as his. Hmm. And he says in verse 23 of Mark 11, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, Hmm. but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted to him. So here's the verse that I want to focus on. Therefore, I say to you, All things for which you pray and ask, believe. 
Now, that word believe there is a present tense verb. Hmm. So when we're praying, when we're asking, and we're believing from our heart, it needs to be right now. We believe right now it's going to happen. But then he says that you have received them and they will be granted to you. Now, the phrase granted to you is always in the future tense. Wow. So there we have the story of seed, time, harvest, Hmm. whatever you declare believing right now that you've received it, it will be granted to you sometime in the future. He never once told us how long Hmm. the time is. Now, there's factors, I think. I think that hinder the time. I think that, for instance, the children of Israel went into the same wilderness as Jesus, Hmm. but they went in selfish self-centered, grumbling, and they were in the wilderness for 40 years. They didn't make it through. Hmm. Jesus went into the same wilderness and conquered it in 40 days. Wow. And so I think us as humans, we do play a, play a part in the time hmm. between the planting and the harvest, between the declaring and the manifestation, hmm. but we can't get hung up on the time. We have to get focused on what the word says is going to happen if we don't doubt, but we believe. Hmm. Okay, so and so, do you have any like practical stories where you've had to encourage someone that you're praying for or ministering to, and you're like, "Brother, I, I believe." That, have you seen this play out on more than a more than one occasion, multiple occasions, where the healing came after the prayer line, after the prayer time? I, and someone called you when you were on the road, and they were like, "Oh, Dan." Yeah. I think probably 80% of the healings that we get testimonies for happen after the meeting. Hmm. So I always tell people, if you're going to be kingdom-minded... 80%. 80%. Wow. I always tell people, if you're going to be kingdom-minded and not Hmm. religious-minded, kingdom-minded is at midnight, you realize your faith starts over because His mercy is new every day. Hmm. And each day could be the day that it manifests in your body because it's already happened in our spirits, because everything we need for life and godliness has already been imparted by the Spirit into our spirit. And so most of the time, it's as you go. Now, even in the case of Jesus' healing ministry, most people don't know this, because they just read it and they don't realize the context of timing. Half of Jesus' miracles were, as a process, unveiled. Huh. They weren't instantaneous. Like, when, like, like for instance, in John chapter 4, when the royal... Royal official's boy was healed. Yes. He started to get well the moment Jesus said it. He wasn't instantly healed. He started to get well the Mm. moment Jesus said it. The lepers were cleansed as they went. Yes. The blind guy in John 9 was cleansed as he went, washed the stuff out of his eyes. Somewhere along the process of obeying the word of Jesus, it manifested. So half of his 41 healing stories we're over a little process of time. Wow. And most people get hung up, oh, well, if it doesn't happen instant, is it God? You no, know, sometimes it happens instant, and that's a miracle. But most of the time it's a process, mm. that's a healing. Yes. God does miracles and healings. So we get we can't get hung up on the time. And that's why I listed delay or waiting between the planting and the harvest, between the declaring and the manifestation. There's always a time frame and if we focus on the time frame, it always leads to unbelief. It, may, it becomes a hindrance. Mm. If we focus on the word can't lie and eventually it's going to happen, then it actually builds our faith as it mm. gets closer. Mm. So that's my opinion. So practically speaking, when you're ministering healing and contending, you always counsel people, receive that the word is active and moving right now, 
right. and then be, and just press in and, and believe that word until it fully manifests. Is that how you cancel or can, can, counsel? How, how do you sort of practically lay that out for people who are trying to take risks, especially if they're praying for someone like in the street or whatever, and they're like, you know, I prayed for them, but I'm not seeing miracles. Like, give us a helpful, like, uh, yeah, like a little tool that you would give people who want to help grow in the, in the ministry of healing. I think that I think that first of all, you have to get to the place where you actually believe it's God's will to always heal, hmm. because then you're willing to take the risk. Because hmm. if you know God wants to and He can't lie, Hebrews six six eighteen, He can't lie. Hmm. And so it says, by His stripes you were healed, First Peter two twenty four. So if we can believe that it's God's will to heal. Hmm then we won't be afraid to take a risk, even if we don't see it manifest immediately. That's good. We'll just say, hey, we just planted the word in them. Now, that word is in them. It never loses its power. Hmm. So, but we have the different types of soil. Sure. Right? Hard packed. I've been there, done that. I heard it. Religious mindset. Or Satan steals it because of circumstances, and you allow him to steal it. Sure. Or we allow worries and fear Desire and stuff. Things. Choke it out weeds grow up, but if we can get rid of all the sticky things and the hard things and the sharp things and just have like real simple soil, mm. actually it's get rid of everything and become childlike. That's good. Because children, they just believe what their papa tells them. Yeah. And so I try to counsel people that it's not you that heals them. It's mm. the word of God that you carry that heals them. That's good. And the word of God is in us, and we have the ability to release that word through our words, through our touch, mm. through the way we look at people. The word of God is in us. It became flesh when we were born again. We got his mm. heart. Yes. And so we have the heart of God in us. And so I just try to counsel people not to focus so much on the manifestation as believing that what you did is what Jesus did. Okay? Mm. So never lay hands on people because they're sick. Hmm. but lay hands on people because you believe. Hmm. That's you, really good. If you can get the motivation right, I, I lay hands on you because I believe, not because I because I see a symptom. That's good. I see the symptom, but I don't lay hand on you because of the symptom. I lay hand on you because I believe that Jesus is the answer for every symptom, hmm. so I lay hands on people because I believe. That's really, really good. And also, this isn't, this. isn't you're not opposed to, like in a prayer line, you know, how's, how is the pain? And I've been with you when you ministered that way. If it was at an eight, is it at a two? So it's okay to believe that God heals in the moment, obviously. You're just saying sometimes when there's a delay, the enemy can come and sort of steal away that seed. Yeah, and I'm trying, I'm just focusing on this as one of the hindrances. Yeah. I always try to get people to believe that it can happen in a moment. Yes. And the more people in the room that have the instantaneous relief, like mm. the instantaneous healings, it has a way of removing this hindrance that's because people have been waiting a long time because it lifts the faith level. Hmm. So I always want people to believe that the kingdom of God is for right now. Like yeah. salvation, today's the day of salvation, not three weeks from now. And salvation includes healing. Yes. And so I just try to get people to believe now, but I also try to get them to not get hung up on if it doesn't manifest now. Yeah. So it's really good. Does that yeah. make sense? Yes. Yes. And so... You say, how many miracles you say were process miracles of, of Jesus? About fifty percent, as, they, as went, they went, as they went, right. And so, one of our the most basic stories that comes to my mind is the story of the ten lepers, right? In Luke's mm -hmm. gospel, as they go, they're healed, but only one dude comes back and gives thanks. But he gets even greater revelation and healing. You know how that story ends? Unpack that for me. I don't remember that story. Remember right he now. says, "You're so he's healed. They're all healed, but he said your faith has made you well." 
Yes. Well, he got healed not just physically, mm. but he got healed spiritually. Yes. Because when you get a revelation on the purpose of Jesus' healing, it's never for just temporary reasons. He's mm. after our whole spirit, soul, and body. Right. And a lot of times when a person's lost, he'll heal their body so he can get their spirit. But a lot of times when a person is a believer, he'll actually mess up with your mind a little bit so he can remove all the religious junk so he actually can receive physical healing. So Jesus' approach to healing is different between the ecclesia or the body of Christ and the lost people that have never heard of him. Yeah. Usually he works from the outside in with lost people, but when you're part of the family of God, he works from the inside out. He has this genius about him. That's really great. So I love it. So don't get hung up. On how on, long? On yeah. how long the, the, the word... I remember reading once on you know, the parable of the sower. We're all very familiar with it, but... I remember one day it just struck me so powerfully. Every word comes with a hundred times potential. If you know how that story ends, those who have a noble and good heart and by per- persevering, some produce 30, 60, 100. Yeah. But no seed that God ever casts is an impudent, powerless seed. I remember, I, I know that's maybe for some of you listening or watching, that's super elementary, but I thought, oh my goodness, every word he speaks comes power-packed with 100x, 100 times potential. So really, that the parable of the sower, is we, we always focus, obviously, on the soil of our heart, and we should, but it's really another way to think of it is, is the how we respond, how we receive, steward, and then release the word, and that's how it is 30, 60, 100 times full. So the delay, that's hindrance number six. What's hindrance number seven? Number seven. I wrote down hindrance number seven is when you have unanswered questions that if you're not careful, Hmm. unanswered questions always lead to unbelief. And if you go to other sources besides Jesus to answer your questions, it leads to more questions. Hmm. And so if we would learn the lesson, I'll give you just two examples. Let's give three examples. The first one would be the leper in Mark 140, hmm. where he ran to Jesus, he knelt down, he started worshiping, and he said, I know if you're willing, you can make me clean. Yes. Okay, so here's a leper that believes like most Christians believe. He believes God can, he doesn't believe he wants to do it now. Mm. And so the leper represents, I think, most of Western culture Christianity. Mm. We all believe God can but very few people believe God wants to do it right now. So in other words, we're full of faith and full of doubt. Yeah, sure. That's the dilemma. Yes. But here's the good news. Jesus moved Jesus moved with compassion hmm. and love. So Jesus responds to people with compassion and love if you come to him. Right. With so the guy questions. came to him. And he touched him immediately, Mm. but then he answered his question. And I love this. Mm. Jesus' response was, I'm willing. Mm. Be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left. Yes. Because his question was answered. So here's here's two more examples. They're both in Luke chapter one. One of them is Zechariah. It's his time to go in and offer the, you know, the sacrifice. Elizabeth is past child rearing age, so they both feel kind of shamed. They weren't, they didn't feel like they were blessed of God, even though it seemed like they were doing all the right things, serving God in the temple and all that. And so they go in, and all of a sudden this angel appears to Zechariah and says, You're gonna have a son. Now, 
he didn't question the angel to figure out how. Hmm. He questioned God by saying, show me a sign. Sure. That's a difference. I don't think it's ever right to question God just to question God, because I don't think he has to explain himself to us. Hmm. But I think it's always appropriate to ask questions on if you really want to know how they're going to do it because you want to believe for it, Hmm. okay? Yes. So the angel's response to Zechariah was, well, here's your sign. You're not going to be able to talk for nine months until the baby's born, Hmm. because the angel knew that a man has power in his words. Yes. And he didn't want Zechariah's words to talk out the power of God's word. You're going to have a child. Elizabeth's going to have a child. The, 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 the flip side to that was when God told Abram, you're going to have a son of promise, it went 24 years, and he never had a son of promise. And finally, he changed Abram's name to Abraham, hmm. father of multitudes. Within nine months, Isaac was born yes. because Abraham had to start saying, I am who God told me I was 24 years ago because wow. the power of our words. Our words have power, and if our words hmm. agree with God's word, it becomes the Isaiah 55, 11. It can't return void. Yes. So we need God's word to become our word, and then it makes it happen. So anyway, wow. so the other example of Luke 1 is Mary. Yep. Gabriel shows up. You're highly favored. Mm-hmm. Greetings. How can this be? Mm-hmm. I'm a virgin. But her question wasn't questioning God. She didn't know how it's possible. Right. And then when he explained it, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you. You're going to you know, you're gonna have a baby. He's going to be the Son of the Most High. You're going to call him Jesus, whatever. And then she goes, okay, let it behold. be to me. Yeah. Yeah. Behold, the, Lord, the Lord's bondservant, let it be done to me according to your word. So she went to Jesus for the answer. Wow. And when he answered the question, it removed the stop with faith. Hmm. And then she could just agree with God's word. And what she said happened, and the word became flesh hmm. because her word agreed with God's word. Right. Just like Abram's word. Hmm. And so if we go to Jesus for the answers, Yes. He always removes the stumbling blocks to faith. If we go to the world, Chad, a lot of times it creates layers of more questions. Hmm. Hmm. Go to the lawyer, go to the doctor, go to the psychiatrist, go to the government, go to your boss. And what do you guys think? What do you think? What do you think? We'll always get more questions. Hmm. But if we go to Jesus, he always answers the question. And what was blocking faith now spurs on faith. That's so good. So I do believe unanswered questions are big hindrances to healing. Wow. So let's do this. Let's land the plane here on this episode. But let's pray for those right now who are in the delay and to believe that that word that they're believing, the word that the Lord released and imparted to their heart, carries 100 times potential. And then just this last one, to bring all of our questions to the Lord and allow Him to speak truth again and again. That's why he's so good to us. He never Amen. stops speaking truth. He can't lie. Amen. He's truth all the way down and through. So why don't you just pray for us? Father, thank you for everyone who is watching this podcast. I pray that they would not get discouraged in the waiting, Yes, but they would grow faithful in the waiting. And they would not view it as a delay, but that your timing is always perfect. And I pray, God, if they have questions about the delay, about the waiting, that they would not seek every other source and use you as the last resort, but they would actually come to you honestly with sincerity and ask you the tough questions because you're more than willing to answer us. And your answers always instill faith. They never cause unbelief. 
So I bless people with hungry hearts to ask you the hard questions and to focus on the, the harvest that's coming and not the time between the planting and the harvest. So we love you, Jesus. Thank you for this time. Amen. Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited for next episode where we continue on a couple more hindrances to healing. But um, this has been really, really rich. I'm looking forward to it. Bless you, Chad.